0: Yeah, I I read the like Row 2K article and you guys did like a crazy amount of selection pieces.
1: For about a week and a half, we did four by 1500 meter pieces at rate 36 time time trial style every day. And I think we ended up doing 25 1500s over our time in Oklahoma. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) Welcome to the other three years. A show for anyone who has an Olympic sized dream they want to turn into a reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16. That's so many episodes. We're crushing it. We have our driver's license. We are amazing. Watch out for us on the road, though, because we're still young and somewhat new and learning. So sometimes we make mistakes. Um, of the other three years podcast (laughs) this week is a super fun episode that I can't wait to share with everyone. I spoke to seven members of the under 23 USA women's eight that just won the gold medal at the world championships a couple of weeks ago in Bulgaria. They won by like a lot too, which is just incredible and amazing. So it was really fun to talk to them. They're from all these different college programs from all around the country and they came together in a selection camp. So they talked to me about how they got invited to that selection camp, what the camp was like, and then actually making the boat and then talked about how they could all come together in a short amount of time and make their boat as fast as they could and what the racing was like in Bulgaria and what winning that gold medal means to them. Then we talked about how they'll transition back to their college teams, what lessons they learned and what they'll bring with them. We finished everything up with a super fun game. So I definitely learned a lot from them. I think everyone will and their bond and connection to each other was just super inspiring. They talked about really hard work, but they talked about it in a really positive way and like it was so fun. and. It had a purpose and a reason, and there's a way to enjoy doing hard things. But before we get into the episode, here is an update on what's currently going on with my training. It's very exciting. Sophia and I won the. USA women's double trial on Saturday morning. Now we get to say that we are officially going to Worlds because we are officially going to Worlds. (laughs) So it was a good race. The whole weekend went off without a hitch. Um, I don't think any of our races were like amazing and like, oh, that was a 10 out of 10. We still have a lot of things we want to improve on and definitely want to pick up some speed. But I think it gives us both and definitely me confidence to know that we're having less and less off days. I think in our training last year, when we were good, we were really good. But when we were bad, we were pretty bad. (laughs) And now I think it's easier for us to find each other and find more of that top end speed. So that's really like exciting for me and it's obviously exciting to win like i think even in a race that you're expecting to win you still have to like really enjoy winning because even though now the end of the line is not just making the team it's making the team going to the world championships qualifying the boat for the olympics getting on the podium like the goals are definitely not over but you can't not appreciate the moments on the way and it was just a couple of years ago that I would have been, like, ecstatic just for this step. So having the, like, thoughtfulness to say, yeah, that's not the end goal, but it's a goal accomplished. So I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back <laughs> and enjoy the moment. But really not that much other exciting stuff happened. We did not get drug tested. Um <laughs> which usually happens, that adds a little bit of spice. Um, And now they just like send you a link on your phone and you just fill this thing out and say, yes, I would like to go to Worlds, please. This is my name and my uni size. I guess that's all they need to know. The journey is definitely not over and we have more goals to accomplish. So just kind of keeping our heads down, But now we just have two more weeks here and then we're going to Italy. So it's very exciting. So now it is time for our episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm so excited to have all of you on the podcast. These champions of the under 23 uh, world championships, women's eight, congratulations. Yeah, I thought that we could just start by everyone, we'll just go around and we'll say your name, where you go to school, when and where you started rowing, and then the last show you watched. All right, uh, Megan, you're in my top corner, so do you want to start?
1: Yeah, sounds good. So my name is Megan, I go to Duke. I started rowing at my small high school called Newton Country Day outside of Boston, and I currently started watching 90210 actually on the flight over to Bulgaria for U23s. Oh, yeah. And if you guys can just say your full name. Oh. sorry. I'm Megan
0: Lee. Perfect. 90210 throwback. I love it. Okay. Olivia, do you want to go next?
2: My name is Olivia Vavasor. Um, I row for Brown University. And I started rowing at Saratoga Rowing Association when I was in, I think, seventh grade. So a long time ago and the most recent show I've been watching is Below deck.
3: My name's Lale Edel um, I oh. row at the University of Oklahoma and I started rowing during towards the end of my junior year at OKC River Sport and, and the last show I've watched I've been watching is um the Sean White docu series on HBO Max. It's pretty good,
0: is it? Oh, I'll have to check yeah. that out. I
3: yeah, it's all about like, that champion mindset so it's good uh lauren i'm lauren day i go to the naval
4: academy and i started rowing uh, my junior year of high school at seattle prep in seattle and i've been watching dairy girls recently i've gone through
2: like two and a half seasons because evan recommended it to me and it's really good
0: no, Dairy Girls is really good. Oh, you yeah. guys are all watching such good shows. This is also because I just finished a show, so I need like new show inspiration. So, this had a just uh, had a personal. Um, I don't know what the word is. All right, Victoria. Hi,
5: I'm Victoria Greider. I'm a coxswain at Rutgers University. I actually started coxing when I was in sixth grade at the Orlando Area Rowing Society in Windermere, Florida. And I don't um, actually watch shows too often, but on the topic of movies, I've heard a lot of hype around the Barbie movie, so I'm planning to watch that soon. Nice. Me too.
6: Me too. All right. Uh, Evan? Hi. My name is Evan Park. I go to Oregon State University, and I walked on to Oregon State almost two years ago. And recently, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye. The new one or the old one? I watched the new season and now I'm just like working my way back. It's right. so good.
7: <laughs> and Hannah. Hi, um, my name is Hannah Heidefelds. I go to Rutgers Sorry, University. Sorry, Hannah. You're good. You're good. And I started rowing seven years ago, like when I was 16, um, at a rowing club in Amsterdam called Rick, R-I-C, one of the two. And then the show I was watching most recently is called Beef on Netflix. Oh, what is that? It's, um, basically, uh, there's, like, road, these two people get into, like, a road rage, like, fight, and it escalates in the most, like, intense ways, and they just ruin each other's lives, actually, so. Oh, that sounds good.
0: All right. I have a lot of new TV shows to watch, so thank you for that. And we've got a good mix of people that started rowing at all different times and places, so. Okay, so, yeah, I thought that we could just talk a little bit about, First of all, like, selection camp, and you guys can hopefully, like, explain kind of how you, like, get invited, like, what that process is like, and then what the actual selection camp process was like, so I don't know if anyone has any thoughts, or I can start cold calling people, like, we're in school. I don't mind
5: starting. <laughs> um, uh, It's a little bit different for, like, the coxing um, to get, like, an invite, but... For you like send in recordings and you like fill out the application. And I know like race results and like coach recommendation are all like big components um, for getting an invite. And then we were in Oklahoma City and we were between uh, two locations. We were at the OKC River Sport. And then we actually did a lot of like our 1500 meter pieces at a canal. Um, so, yeah, someone else can take off, too.
3: Um, I guess for me, my process started. um Back in November, when I expressed interest in U23s, my head coach, Sarah Trowbridge, and it just so happened that a few months later, I found out she was going to be the head coach of U23s. So it was kind of a full circle moment for us. But um, I began submitting uh, 6K scores in December and January to like the Team USA website. And then um, I then started submitting 2K scores and continued that process until until April when the application came out and I filled out the application and then received the email that I was invited to selection. But um, I used Coach Bridges' experiences and her knowledge in the Team USA world to help me prepare for this process. But um, yeah, it was really neat. It was an interesting process to go through and it was definitely stressful, but I learned a lot about myself and I met some pretty amazing people along the way.
0: Yeah, I I read the, like, Row 2K article that some of you got. I don't know if any of you guys were quoted in it. I mean, I think so. And there were you guys did, like, a crazy amount of selection pieces. Was selection, like, super, super intense? And some people listen to this podcast that don't, like, know a lot about rowings maybe can explain, like, like actually what that's like.
1: I can talk about that. So we did most of our selection in Cox 4s. And so this was when... I think we had to move from our main location at OKC onto like Lake Overholser because we needed flat water that didn't have current. So, we moved all the boats over to that different waterway. We split we split up into cox fours and then for about a week and a half we did 4 by 1500 meter pieces at rate 36 time trial time trial style every day. So, we would just do a warm up, start at the top and then do our 1500 and the coxswains weren't allowed to cox at all. So they would just be like 36, 36, just saying the straight rate like over and over and over again. And then we'd pull the boats together, switch two people, row back up, do it again four times every day. And I think we ended up doing 25, 1500s over our time in Oklahoma. So we definitely had a lot of confidence in our race pace once we finally got to Bulgaria. So that was good.
0: Oh my God. (laughs)
3: That's crazy. I would. I would also just like to add that it was like 110 degrees. It was like insane heat, and we were like out of this little cabin like cafe, which was like great, but there wasn't great AC, and there was like a water fountain. It was like it was crazy conditions.
7: <laughs> One thing. Oh too- my um, yeah,
6: when yeah, we yeah.
7: Go To Bulgaria, I feel like we often refer to our experience in Oklahoma as like a boost of confidence just like the weather and the pieces like yeah no yeah, yeah that's I, a
5: really good point we were like already adapted to like the heat and stuff when it got to plovdiv like i know a couple of the other crews were like training in some cooler conditions but we were like this is what we've been in for like three weeks now like and- we were definitely the most heat trained i think like team that was there because also we would
2: go and train like at the hottest point of the day like once we were in plovdiv and In comparison, like we didn't, at least I didn't realize that we were training like in the hottest part of the day, like the entire time we were there because it still felt cooler than like most of our practices in Oklahoma. (laughs) And we were doing like so many fewer meters that it was just like, whoa, this is like so nice. Like we're only doing two laps. And meanwhile, like the course would be empty because obviously like no one else is going out there during that time. But because it was so humid and hot when we were in Oklahoma that like when we got to plop it was like a piece of cake.
1: Wow. We did most of our selection time trial. So we were just really excited when we finally got to race other boats because we had just done everything by ourselves and there was really no racing. So then when we got next to other boats, it was like so exciting. And we raced the men's Coxed Four one day in practice when we were on the course. And it was like the most exciting thing ever because we finally had a boat to race against.
0: Yeah. And so then you guys had so two races right you just raced in the heat and then the final and the heat was kind of crazy like you were behind most of the way so does anyone want to talk about that race a little bit and like what it was like
4: for me like the night before we raced coach tro showed us a video of the usa 8 like walking through the entire field i don't know what year it was i don't know if anyone remembers but like they basically walked through um all the boats in their race and then eventually won the race but like it was in the last like 500 400 meters that they like got ahead or maybe even later and so the point of that video was telling us to trust our base and like our strong point was our base and so in the race we started behind by like almost a full boat length but i don't think any of us ever felt nervous or like we weren't stressed like the rowing was very calm we were very mature and we just like slowly walked through all the boats and then we were sprinting at the end it was like the most beautiful race in my entire life like the final is great but I like that one a lot because like I had confidence that we were gonna win the whole time even though we were basically behind the whole time and it was
0: so fun that's awesome those are like the best races and it's hard to explain that to people like you're like yeah I was losing but I knew I was gonna win they're like what do you mean like no but but yeah then in the final you guys just like went off so that must have been really fun,
3: too. I think for the final, especially, like, Coach Tro, she always said, um, like, we are a crew that adapts. We we use that to our strength. And at the final, um, for the first about 300 meters, there was smoke and ash from a forest fire. So um, it was, like, a crazy race. So we, like, started the race uh, in a smoke cloud, breathing in ash air. And, like, we just, like... And I I was so proud of us because we really adapted to the circumstances and conditions. Because when we were warming up, we were not aware of a forest fire at the start line. So uh, I think our crew did really well on that part with adapting and going with the changes. So.
5: Yeah, I also just want to give a quick shout out to Lale, because I remember we're, like, nearing within 500 meters to the start, and, like, it's, like, so smoky. Like, we're starting to cough maybe a little bit, and then Lale, like, she shouts up, she's like, yeah, boat, we're adaptable. (laughs) Like, totally, like, the conditions were not going to affect, like, what we were there to do, so that was awesome.
6: I was just going to also say, like, the smoke low-key threw me off guard, but the fact that everyone else in the boat was so, like, calm and confident... I think that's just really a testament to like how much trust we had in each other and in our race plan. And we just did what we came there to do and we did it together and it was amazing. Yeah. So
0: amazing. Did you guys like, how were you able to come together so quickly? Um, Cause it's just like a really quick turnaround for you 23 boats. Like the selection happens, you're all like pitted against each other and then, you kind of get put into a boat and did you guys do anything to kind of try to build like boat cohesion and trust and all that, all that kind of stuff? Or did more happen naturally?
6: I would say it happened pretty naturally. Um, Coach Tro didn't try and like force any one style onto us. She would kind of just say like, focus on this one thing during this practice and just follow what stroke pair we're doing. So we kind of just like found it within ourselves like within each other instead of like coach Tro was like chose one style of rowing and like had us all do it that way but I am really impressed like how quickly we came together and how well we rode together towards the end of it yeah I will say like just experiencing
5: like things together like really brings
6: the crew together like when we
5: first were like starting our first few sessions we had some set issues and then like I feel like once we got through that we're just kind of like started building momentum we're like okay like we got this like we're gonna get through through anything together and like especially in plovdiv it was like really cool like we just had like a couple jokes that were going like throughout the boat and we'd like yell a tro on land and like I think like she fostered like a really good culture within the boat and like we got along really well with the cox four as well like it was just like a really like cool group to have been a part of so yeah and like by the time the race came like it really felt like a team like between the eight and the cox four so and the quad as well
3: as a group I think we started fostering a really supportive environment at selection camp so it was a competitive environment don't get me wrong but like for example my carpool group we were the club and we would dance every morning before practice and then my roommates and I had table time and we just sit and eat between sessions and That we go and get pie after practice or dinner. So it was like, I think that our group, we had a really special group of girls who really wanted to get to know each other and spend time with each other. And I think that that really built the momentum and that allowed for us to be successful on the race course because we gelled and trusted each other a lot. And we love spending time with each other. Like it was so fun. I miss these girls so much already. Like these women mean so much to me. (laughs) It was like tears leaving them. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's awesome.
5: Also, in the selection camp, like, we had done this one regatta called Stars and Stripes, which was, like, also really fun. Like, um, so basically, we did, like, two 1Ks and, like, like two 500s over the day and we kind of like all dressed in like like similar outfits or certain ones like i know like i also bought like some tattoos and like glitter that I was like handing out and our last like 500 meter piece was at like 9 p.m and then we like all watched fireworks from the water so we also had like some like built-in um team bonding and like i think it was like awesome we had a lot
7: of fun like within camp as well i'd say like i still remember stars and stripes so well and like i just laughed so much that day even though we were doing pieces, like I just laughed so much, and it was like a very, it was, almost felt like a break from race, um, selection camp because we were just told to like have fun, do pieces, like, and it, like, it totally was. And also, I think going back to what you said about like cohesion, I think Coach Trowbridge also fostered that. There was a one time where she wanted us to like, all hang out on a Sunday and asked if we could go to LaLa's house for like a pool party, so. There, yeah, I think Coach also fostered that. I think,
4: like, in addition to, like, our friendships and, like, how we hung out together and we all got along as friends, um, we all respected each other a lot, too. And that was kind of, like, an unsaid thing. But in the boat, like, we didn't have to all be super close friends or, like, talk all the time to each other. But all of us respected each other and, like, trusted each other so much that we'd be working hard and, like, bring the speed that we needed to win and race at Worlds and so at least for me it was like amazing to be in a boat with that much power and speed and like technical knowledge and everything it was so cool and way different than like what I've ever experienced before and so that brought a lot of like cohesion for the boat too I think
0: yeah no totally I know you guys have mentioned Tro like a lot so Tro was actually one of my coaches in college I don't know if you guys knew that um she was the like assistant coach My not my freshman year, but my other three years at Yale. And I like friggin love. Trifo. So were there any key takeaways that you learned from her, like big memories that you have? Or
1: I think one of the biggest things that she taught us was like kind of staying calm on race day. So she told a story of that, like these people that she coached that they were like really good in practice. And then sometimes she felt like they weren't always doing as good as they could um, come race day. And it was like, because they were almost like trying too hard when it came to to race day and they are changing the way that they are rowing. So we had a big emphasis that the race was just another day at the office and that like there's no reason to be super nervous or to do anything differently because it's what we do every single day. And I think that that really helped us when it came to the race because we weren't like, I mean, obviously we were nervous, but we weren't like so crazy nervous and we just did what we've done at practice and it worked for us.
6: I think also like not taking no for an answer if you really want something because she told us like her story about making it to the Olympics and like how many obstacles kept coming up and she just didn't take no for an answer and she ended up going to the Olympics so that was
7: like pretty inspiring. Coach Tro also brought a lot of energy and passion to practice and It's interesting. I almost noticed, I almost feel like she like kept it down a little bit when we were still like seat racing and things. She also wasn't coaching as much, but as soon as um, selection was done, I noticed like a different side of Coach Tro where she just got like a lot more excited. I don't know if anyone else agrees on this. Okay, cool. So I just, yeah, she just had so like so much energy and she was also just very funny at times. Like it was just, yeah, a lot of fun.
5: Yeah I was just gonna say along with her like having a really good technical eye like from the launch and like giving like some really good like coaching and like um, fostering good culture we did have a little deal with her um, going into the final like basically leading into one of our practice days we were all wearing like our unis and we're like taking photos and we were like Tro like can we pick you up for a photo and like I'll be honest like she seriously considered like letting us pick her up for this photo and then she was like oh, like if you guys win, like you can pick me up for a photo. So there is like a photo of us like holding her on the podium, which is like awesome. And of course we did want to win, but that was also um,
3: (laughs) that picture uh, we were waiting for. I think that my experience was a little different from most people because Coach Tro has been my coach for the last year. And for me, it was like a really special time to develop under her even more this summer and keep on working like she knew what my struggles were as a rower and so we kept on developing that but like seeing another side of coach tro like the team usa side was so cool um but one thing that i've learned from coach tro that has really stuck with me this past year and like i've developed so much and seen so much improvement under her coaching Um, but the the thing that's really stuck with me and has really pushed me is like embracing the pain cave And not fearing away from the pain. She's always like, pain cave, tap into that pain cave. Like, um, (laughs) she said a lot about the pain cave and like really embracing what that means. And I think I really carried that on and like really taking that in. And when I'm in a race saying, okay, I want that pain and feeding off the pain that other people have during the race. Like during the first race with Germany, we were going under the 1K bridge and I was like right on probably seven C at this point. And I just remember hearing the coxswain in a stroke seat, like screaming. And I was like, okay, that's what I need. They're cheering for me. They're cheering for me in German. And then we just kept growing through them. So I think like embracing the pain cave is like a big takeaway from coach Tro's coaching.
0: That's awesome. I would like totally agree. I feel like she motivated. I mean, we heard all about her, like, you know, making the team. And she told us like, she would make a team like a national team and then in a quad in the quad. And then the other like three athletes would get like an email telling them to come back and she wouldn't get it. And she would just show up anyways. And like, I don't know. I, I like, she was really inspirational to me um, and still is, but I'm, I'm so glad she also would just do hilarious things. Like, I feel like I hope she still does. Yeah. She would, I was always telling us like just hilarious things like eat a breakfast salad what's that? I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then she was like, if you can't eat a breakfast salad, eat a Pop-Tart. I was like, I don't, that doesn't seem the same, but okay. Um, So it's very funny. Um, So now you guys are all going to go back to your like respective schools, right? Well, maybe some of you are graduated. I actually didn't ask you what year you were in school. So, but um, if you are going back to school, like, How do you kind of switch like your mindset now to go back to the like school NCAA you know that session like are there things you've learned this summer that you're going to bring back to your college teams like how is that transition how do you see that transition going?
4: I've thought a lot about this because I've been like I mean we've all been traveling recently um, but I've been journaling while I've been traveling and writing down like stuff I learned from camp and I learned like a ton of stuff like so much technique wise and like about being an athlete and stuff but I think the biggest thing I'm gonna take back is just like a love for rowing and an appreciation for it and how much it means to me but also how cool it is and how much it means to other people and just like bringing that like passion that everyone in the boat and that coach Joe had back to my team and kind of like lighting them up too
0: anyone else no no one else is gonna it's gonna bring anything back (laughs) Um, I can go. I think
2: in a sense, like, it's a little bit, like, similar, like, the transition from, like, camp and, like, going back to school. It's, like, you learn, like, a lot of, like, really useful skills. And obviously, like, you get a lot of, like, really, like, specific technical coaching, which is, like, super helpful. So not only, like, I feel like I've improved a lot, like, as an athlete with my stroke, but, like, you learn, like, a lot of the things you need, like, adaptability, like, learning to row with lots of different people under, like, lots of different strokes, like, so many different people being in stroke seat and having to be able to like match what they're doing and like try to like send the rhythm along, but also like kind of like what Lauren was saying. And I think a huge reason why we were like so successful there and partially like what coach Tro's saying is, like, it's just another day. I think like in general, like no other boat was having as much fun as we were having like while being there. And I think like, that's like a huge thing of like being able to like control the race day nerves and like have experiences like this where it's like, you just completely remember like how much fun like rowing is and like on race day and like the excitement of like wow like no matter what happens like this is going to be great and I feel like there was a general like consensus among the boat that everyone is having like a lot of fun and like no matter what like we're going to go out there and like we're going to crush in like we really trusted each other and I think like there's nothing like more important than that and like remembering like wow we do this because it's like super fun and like it's not a stressful thing like we get all these opportunities and like it's not like a hindrance on us like as a stressful thing
3: for my team I really want to take away like the big takeaway I had is like everything that Lauren and Olivia said but like that winning feeling like that feeling of winning and not losing was so amazing especially on the world stage and I want to take that to my team like the the joy that comes with it like the tears that the happy tears and all of that and then also um maybe this is not a but the the knock knocks on boats and the yeah boat I'm gonna
0: be taking that back (laughs) Uh, that's awesome okay well I have a little game but first I thought is I don't know if anyone has any questions for me or anything that I didn't say and then we can play our little game
5: well, I wanted to give you a shout out. Didn't you
0: race this morning?
5: And I did. Mercer. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. You're in the double right now.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. Um, we're racing at trials right now. So this morning was our time trial. So yeah, it was good. Um, time trials are like weird, as you guys were saying, did a <laughs> lot of them. Um, I don't have any coxswains, but no one no one talked also so <laughs> um no it was good it, it was a little windy it was like a little cross windy so it didn't feel like amazing but i think you know got the job done and we're in a very weird progression because there are seven boats entered and so apparently that means that there will be two semis one with three boats and one with four boats and then the like slowest boat in each semi doesn't make the final so it'll be a five boat final um So we're in the three boat semi tomorrow. So it's just kind of odd, but excited to race. It's super fun to race, and yeah, good luck. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you guys are you guys have inspired me. (laughs) This is the motivational pep talk I needed. All right, are we ready for this game? Okay. Okay. So the con the concept is there's three tiers of everything, NCAA's. World Champs, Olympics. So I'm going to give you three things, and you have to rank them. Like, NCAAs is the lowest, World Champs is the middle, Olympics is the top. Okay? All right. So the first one is Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Miley Cyrus. Olivia.
2: Okay. I think it'll have to be maybe Miley Cyrus, Beyonce, Taylor Swift
0: anyone very controversially opposed? No, we're all on board. We're all on board. Okay. I guess I don't need to cold call. If people feel strongly, you can just jump in. Megan, I'm sorry I cut you off.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. Appreciate- I'm a huge Swifty. So when I heard Taylor Swift, I got excited.
0: Um, okay. The next one is pizza, ice cream, and donuts.
6: I hate donuts. So I'm going to put those on the bottom. And then probably ice cream in the middle and pizza on top. All right, the next one is
0: very in your guys' circuit here. TikTok, Be Real, and Instagram. Maybe there's a new one I don't even know about yet.
1: I would say Instagram on the bottom, then Be Real, then TikTok. Oh my gosh, I definitely
5: don't agree because I don't even have Be Real or TikTok. I have Instagram, so I put that one on the top.
1: (laughs) TikTok got me through selection camp. Every day after practice, I would lay on my bed and watch TikToks until it was time for the next practice. Uh, Netflix
0: Hulu or Amazon Prime
3: I think I would go with Amazon Prime Hulu then Netflix I think Netflix on top it's my go to whenever I'm going to go watch something I hit Netflix
7: first
0: 2k erg test 6k erg test or 30 minute erg
7: test okay 2k at the bottom then 6k then 30 minute I tend to enjoy the 30 minute just the most I I just like and more relaxed because it's like just like a long piece and then with 2k i just get the most stressed relatively that's kind of yeah how i see it i kind of yeah
0: i'd probably put them the opposite way but i understand your reasoning
7: i i kind of see that too <laughs> but then i think about my enjoyment during the pieces and i kind of just vibe the most on the 30 minute and then the 6k and then the two, just i don't know yeah but i yeah
6: Cava, chipotle or panera I recently had Cava for the first time, so and it's, it was really good, so I probably put that one on top, and then Chipotle in the middle, and Panera on the bottom. Sorry, Panera. Yeah, no, Cava
0: is really good. Um, San Diego Crew Classic, Head of the Charles, and Henley Royal Regatta. I think
2: uh, San Diego, Head of the Charles, Henley. I think Henley's like an unbelievable experience. Like nothing tops that. Like it's so crazy.
0: And it's mostly fun when you win, right, Olivia? (laughs) No, because I don't think it's
2: because everyone else who is there, like because we have multiple boats there, like even not, it's like such a social event like that. It's just like crazy. Like there's literally like amusement park rides on the side of the course. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's nothing like that. Like the Charles, I think it's the closest thing we get to in the U.S. of Henley, but I just don't think anything would top that.
0: I agree. All right, those are it. Those are it. Good job, though. You guys were very decisive. I liked it. This week's Ask Christy anything comes from my conversation with the U twenty three athletes.
6: What is your favorite breakfast?
0: (laughs) um I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning I and it's funny I've talked about it on the podcast I eat oatmeal on toast um so it sounds a little weird I literally like have the oatmeal in a bowl and I like scoop a bite onto the toast and then I take a bite of the toast with the oatmeal on it
1: did someone suggest that meal to you or did you come up with it on your own so
0: I've always eaten oatmeal because like someone oats move boats and I don't know. Um, And then I spent a summer rowing at Craftsbury when I was in college and they like have homemade bread there. And the bread was just so good. I couldn't like not eat it at every meal because it was just so good. I I had to eat it, but I didn't want to not eat my oatmeal. So I just started eating toast and oatmeal. And then to save time, I just put the oatmeal on the toast. That was how I got there.
5: I feel like I It's want to pretty try good it smell. now. <laughs> yeah. I love oatmeal and I love toast. So like together. I put butter on the toast.
0: It's not, not plain. I love all breakfast foods though. I would say. Breakfast is my favorite meal. All right, but that's a good oh, do you have Hannah do you have a question?
7: What's the weirdest object that you either accidentally or on purpose have taken in the boat for like a race or a practice? I don't know. Um, Deb, do you have something? I mean, maybe, yeah, but I'm asking you a question.
0: (laughs) I've definitely brought, like, a coffee thermos before, but I don't think that's that weird. I don't think I've brought anything that weird. I'm boring. I want to know what yours is, though. I want to know what what prompted the question.
7: I think some people already know, but I took fruit snacks, and I raced with fruit snacks at my sports prom. Uh,
0: Oh, that's normal. That's that's normal. normal. Don't let people tell you that's weird.
7: But the coffee, I, th- I feel like that makes sense. Was it cold? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. It was hot coffee. So I feel like it's a very smart idea. I've craved coffee at practice before. so.
0: Next week on the podcast, I am going to share part two of this amazing conversation with the U23 Women's 8. And we go into what they think a champion mindset is and what seven factors go into that. So if you were feeling really inspired by these ladies and wanna see how you can achieve amazing things like them, then tune in next week and be inspired. But before I leave you, here is my quote of the week. It is from Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, which was an amazing book. And honestly, I would listen to it because he has a great voice. So he said, don't depend on drinking the Kool-Aid. It's popular, tastes sweet today, but we'll give you cavities tomorrow. Life is not a popularity contest. Be brave, take the hill. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you, so send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theotherthreeyears.com.